Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real world value. So if you're not familiar with where I am from, I'm actually from Jamaica, not Jamaica, New York, but actually the island of Jamaica. I grew up in New York, so that is why I have my New York accent, what have you. However, I returned to Jamaica about six years ago to help my father run the family business. Every now and then, I'm just surprised when my boring day-to-day brick-and-mortar life collides with my online personality and my online life. And recently, this happened around the topic of crypto, and my mind was absolutely blown. So I was sitting at the store, and I was just just doing some paperwork and what have you, and a gentleman that sells soup. Uh, it's it's like a a street cart basically, but he's mobile. He just goes around the town, goes all over, and he has the stove, the the sink, everything that he needs on this cart. And it's a lot like those New York City uh, quote unquote dirty water hot dogs. The restaurant basically is mobile and it's there, but he actually just rides around the entire town and he is always on the move, never in one spot, and he goes from store to store, business to business. Anyways, I'm bringing him up because I overheard him uh, having a conversation with one of our staff members, and I really wasn't really paying attention because I was just doing my work and what have you, but then he uh, tried to include me into the conversation. So at this point, okay, now I have to actually listen to see what's going on. And much to my surprise, he was actually speaking about crypto and Bitcoin. And my mind was sort of blown. I didn't even know how to respond, although I was very excited and I said, wow, I can't believe this conversation is happening right now. I was just in so much shock that I didn't even contribute as much as I possibly could have or really wanted to uh, in this conversation because, again, I was just taken by surprise. So he goes, "Uh, it's a good thing, right? And I said, yeah. You know, again, just kind of uh, tripping over my own words, just in shock. And so I said to him, I said, "Uh, do you have any? And he said, no, not yet, but it is a good thing. And again, I was just blown away by the fact that here is this uh, street vendor in uh, Jamaica fully aware of the fact that crypto and Bitcoin and all this stuff is really the future. So this episode is really sort of inspired by the second half of uh, his statement is that no, he doesn't have any. Now, a lot of people would say, well, why would you not have any if you see the future and what have you? But this might sound like a controversial statement, like I'm just trying to get clicks, but this is honestly the truth. The bottleneck for blockchain and NFT adoption really is cryptocurrencies. Now, you might be thinking, like, how is that even possible? Because if it weren't for the crypto, there would be no NFTs. The blockchain and the crypto, Bitcoin and and uh, blockchain are like hand in hand. They're married. They're inseparable. And although there are other blockchains and there are other technologies now, if it weren't for that innovation, we wouldn't be where we are today. Yes, that is very true. Or when I say that crypto is really the bottleneck, cryptocurrencies, I should say, is the bottleneck for the adoption curve. This is what I mean. That person who is informed about this topic knows it's the future. However, he doesn't have any. A lot of people be wondering, well, why? He must not believe in it. But I will tell you from Jamaica, it is very difficult to purchase cryptocurrencies or get into crypto in general. So I know a lot of people all over the world, depending on the regulations, even in states, uh, depending what state you're in or what platform you're trying to trade on, there's so much going on. Congress is trying to figure out exactly how to regulate all this and what's really going on. And again, I did a whole episode on that and just mentioning the fact that they really don't know if it's an investment, what's going on with this stuff or what, because they're still trying to figure out Facebook. So there is no way that they could figure out uh, board apes and NFTs and Ethereum and all this stuff, right? There, There's no way. 
So from stateside, I'll just use the quick example of, okay, you do get a brokerage account depending which exchange you're using to purchase your crypto. There might be different restrictions. Uh, certain banks will not allow you to transfer money, especially if you're using a debit card or a credit card. Uh, they might be restrictions as to what brokerages can be used and the different services. I noticed this for myself was when I was trying to fund my account that it kept uh, being blocked as if, you know, there was no funds in the account and I couldn't figure out why, what's going on. And I wasn't seeing a charge on my app and I'm looking forward at the balance. I'm saying, what's going on? And all it was saying on the, the exchange side was that there was an error. So I was like, okay, this is weird. So I call the bank uh, the following morning, try to understand what was going on. And long story short, they don't allow transactions to anything that's related to crypto. No exchanges or no crypto-related currencies or crypto-related uh, companies or anything of that nature. So I said, okay, this is crazy. So luckily, I have other options and I worked around it. Now, that is from the U.S. side. Here in Jamaica, it's even much harder because to use your account, if you're trying to fund one of these exchanges or whatever, the most easy, straightforward way is to use a wire transfer. Now, a wire transfer is very expensive. So depending on the amount, let's say you want to purchase an NFT for $100, right? And you want to get $100 worth of crypto in your account and it's going to cost you, say, $50 to $60 to transact. And that's not even including the gas fees that you're going to have to get if it's on Ethereum. So we're just strictly speaking about what it costs to just transfer money from a local bank account into crypto in whatever denomination it is, whether it's Ethereum, Wax, anything, just getting it into an exchange, basically. And it's very difficult and a very slow process at that. So, of course, you know, certain platforms uh, such as Nifties, such as when uh, Wax also does its fiat drops, you know, when they're partnering with a, a brand such as Street Fighter and Hot Wheels and what have you, they allow you to use fiat to get into it. Just use your regular debit card and make the purchase. However, a lot of the times you uh, some of these drops, especially from the creators that are just gung ho on Wax, they'll do a Wax only drop or an ETH only drop or whatever. There's no way to get into it. Uh, with, with fiat or traditional banking and it's very difficult. So people now have to uh, work around it because besides Wax, Rally, and uh, nifties, there really aren't very many quote unquote bridges between fiat currency and NFTs. There's always lots of steps. And I can even think for the quickest and easiest way that I can possibly think of to get a um, US dollars from a, a bank account in Jamaica into purchasing NFTs. So if, if you know, let's say you have a couple hours before the drop happens and you want to get it it's in a rush, maybe you just found out about it on Twitter or you just really got into the Discord or whatever it is and you're in a complete rush, you can't wait days and, and pay these huge fees. Well, how are you going to do this? The quickest possible way that I have found, it, it takes so many steps and it is a headache for most people that they won't even go through this. And that is if you're able to create an invoice using a business PayPal account, and then you pay that invoice using your uh, personal PayPal account, then doing an instant transfer to a U.S. account, and then after doing an instant transfer, using your debit card to make the purchase on 
a platform such as uh, KuCoin, which allows you to do the, the quick exchanges. You can uh, get the whatever crypto it is that you want, send it to the correct wallet and what have you, and you can export that right away. Just everything goes through right away. So look how many steps you have to go through. You have to first have an invoice. You have to go through one PayPal, a second PayPal, then to a U.S. bank account, and then to um, a handful of uh, possible exchanges, which will allow for you to use a debit card to make it quick. And then finally, you have to get it into your wallet and allows you to make the purchase for wherever this NFT is being sold. So, I mean, that is a lot of steps and a lot of people can't even wrap their minds around that. So for me to explain to the average person outside of the United States, okay, the easiest way to get an NFT is to do this. That is just mind blowing, right? So a lot of the times, uh, these these platforms such as Wax, you know, although like some people just knock it, but like, well, if you're not an ETH, you're really nobody. It is ridiculous for people outside of the U.S. and uh, Canada and Europe to really get into this stuff because the banking systems around the world are so uh, archaic. And it's pretty crazy. Because and a lot of these global companies, which are located in, in, in Europe or even uh, Scotiabank, which is from uh, Canada, they are the ones who are around the world that are really setting up all these different uh, banking systems and what have you. But I mean, honestly, it is so difficult for local populations all around the world to get into crypto, get into Bitcoin. So it seems like, okay, everyone at this point is into Bitcoin or into crypto or something like my barber's into it, my gardener's into it. So really the ship has sailed, but that is not really true. And just that simple conversation with uh, the soup guy, it brought it front and center to me because, I mean, I already knew this stuff, but to actually see that happen and the plays out, I mean, his entire business is on cash, right? So to even think of him now to uh, transfer his cash soup sales into crypto so he can buy nfts like honestly that is like trying to explain to someone who has no clue even how to drive has never been behind the wheel to explain to them how they're going to parallel park just using their mirrors like i mean just honestly just trying where do you even start this person does not know how to drive and you're going to explain the best way to parallel park using your mirrors and you know so all around the world and we like to think that you know this nft ship has sailed and it is really just mass adoption and, and we have missed you know all the the beebles and the board apes and all that stuff but honestly when i'm i'm telling you that we are so early into this thing that it is just mind-blowing so even yesterday when i was speaking about you know the, the different challenges as to why i don't believe that OpenSea will be the dominant place for nfts in the future well this is one of them so I would say the company that can figure out the best way to do an on-ramp from fiat into NFTs will be just a total quote-unquote game changer, as we like to say, because it is so difficult right now for someone to buy cryptocurrencies, install MetaMask, and then figure out all that stuff. So now, you know, really, it, it is the, the hurdle to entry is, or the barrier to entry is so high that, you know, really, it's until those things are figured out, 
until someone can just literally just, you know, go to the ATM, put in a couple of dollars with their debit card into an account, and then they're off to the races buying, you know, the next whatever punk or anything like that, it's going to be very difficult for the mass adoption. And again, I know I keep uh, singing praises to uh, different uh, platforms and different drops that are happening over on Wax, but the vast majority of the, the Wax drops and the Wax sales are Wax only. So the problem is over there as well. And I think a lot of that has to do with just the simple uh, the taxation and what have you, because if you keep your money in crypto and all these different things, and a lot of guys are moving to uh, Puerto Rico or uh, different places where they don't have the massive tax implications of, uh, you know, they're, they're operating in U.S. dollars wherever they are, especially I know a lot of people are moving from California and uh, states with very high taxes. So, you know, there is a valid reason as to why they're doing wax only or ETH only or whatever drops. However, until that obstacle, that hurdle is cleared, this market really cannot hit its full potential. So what are your thoughts? I mean, right now, what are the difficulties that you're seeing as to uh, people getting into the space? Is it the tech trying to explain it? Is it funding the accounts? Or what exactly is it? MetaMask? I know that's a huge one. A lot of people don't even understand what MetaMask is or where the NFTs are going to live. So I would love to know, what are your thoughts? What barriers to entry? Where do you see the bottleneck being for the adoption of NFTs and blockchains and all this stuff? So I would love to know. Please look at the show notes. Reach out to me on social media. Drop me an email if that's not your thing. Either way, I'm looking forward to hearing from you, and I will see you in the next one. Later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.